I'm here to recap this week's Below Deck episode. Not much happened really. I felt like this was more of a filler episode to prepare us for maybe next week. I mean, it was a to be continued. And in my opinion, when production usually ends an episode with to be continued, I view it as they were too lazy to give us what's coming next. Because maybe they either want to re-edit what happened next episode or something. I don't know. That's just what I'm assuming. But in other news, real quick, before I get into this episode, for those who listen to my Real Housewife episodes, Suzanne will be joining me for Miami this week because it's the finale and she's been keeping up to date and she really, really wants to give her input. On top of that, she's also been on top with Traders and she's watching Love is Blind currently. So her and I will definitely be talking about the Traders and Love is Blind the first, you know, like 15 minutes of the episode this coming Friday. So if you want to hear our input on it, let us know. I know for sure starting the next season, Suzanne and I will be covering also The Traitors, House of Villains, and Love is Blind because we just love it so much and we have so much, so much opinions on that. So I don't know. Let us know if you guys would be interested in us covering those three as well because I think those just have so much for us to talk about and a lot of controversies. Contro- what am I saying? Controversies? for us to get into but anyways so I hope you guys have had a great week so far it's Tuesday and I'm actually recording this at a time I usually don't because I on Tuesdays around what seven I'm at my sister's special Olympics practice and she was sick today so I had a lot of free time and I got a lot of busy work done before I started but anyways okay let's start it's season 11 episode 3 breaking Barbie and we did leave off where Fraser had gathered both Kat and Barbie on the sun deck to kind of hash things out and fix whatever is causing some issues in the interior department. So Barbie just tells Kat that she doesn't lie after Kat had spoken about a situation that happened when she was talking to Captain Carrie and Kat was wondering what her job was. So, you know, Barbie does admit that she will work on her delivery and they hug it out, but they walk away from each other so quick. That hug was clearly just not really something they wanted to give each other. They kind of just did it to shut Fraser up from trying to help them fix their issues. But they both call each each other bitches in their confessionals. And I can see that they will not be seeing eye to eye for the foreseeable future. But they all get dressed for their crew night out. And in one of the vans, Fraser asks Barbie if she has any tattoos, to which she says she has four. And then this leads to Chef Anthony talking about how he wanted one of his father's, like he wanted a tattoo on him to, I guess, represent, or it has to do with his, do- his father passing. So this is when we kind of get Fraser and Anthony speaking in French together. And, you know, he just kind of, I feel like he did this because he wanted to be a little discreet about it or maybe he just doesn't really want to talk about it. But we did end up learning that his father passed away when he was 59 from a heart attack and it just happened two years ago on February 18th. So, you know, that's really sad. Poor Anthony. I feel like this episode was filled with us learning about most of the cast. They're kind of giving us little tidbits on each person, so I enjoyed that. But they get to the restaurant. They all order their drinks. They cheers and they have dinner. And... You know, we have everyone chit-chatting, getting to know one another. So Fraser asks Barbie where she grew up. So now we're getting a little bit of Barbie's background, which wasn't really anything new because she's been repeating the same thing the entire time, which was, you know, she's lived in all these various countries. And I could tell Barbie's been waiting for someone to ask her 
where she's from and what she's doing and what's her background. So she lived in Uruguay, Argentina, Mexico, and China. I'm surprised she does not know how to speak Chinese. What were they doing in China? It was so random for me. I mean, did Coca-Cola move your dad there for his expertise? He must be really good if they're constantly expatting him to different countries. But I mean, she talks about how she had a nanny for specific things. She had a nanny that would cook for them, clean, do her hair. And that's a lot. So why are you working on a charter, girl? Why are you... I don't get it. I just feel like if you people who are truly this rich, they do not work these jobs. I just know. You do not. You Also, their parents wouldn't let them work these jobs. They would not want someone in their caliber and their social status to serve people who are on equal social statuses as them. To them, that's an embarrassment. So I don't know. I feel like maybe her father went into bankruptcy or, or lost his job at Coca-Cola or something. And this is why she's working this job. But, you know, she talks about... Uh, she just goes, in, oh no, we're now actually getting into Jared. We get more on Jared and his daughter, but you know, it catches Fraser by surprise. And it turns out that Jared never met his daughter. He dated the baby mama and she never really told him that she was pregnant. And then she ran off to Alaska, but he was saying how it seemed like it wasn't really that serious that was between them. So he was finally able to get in touch with her and he gets two days out of the week to FaceTime with his daughter. And his daughter just recently told him she loves him, which is, I don't know, something is fishy to me about the story. She wouldn't just not want you around unless maybe you cheated, hurt her emotionally, made her feel like you didn't like her back, or maybe just told her, hey, I don't have feelings for you. I don't know. There, No woman wants to raise a baby by herself. No one does. Every child needs to be raised in a two-parent household, and if you have the option to do that, you will work hard to have that in your life. So if she didn't work hard to have you in her life, you did something, Jared, and I really want to find out what it was. But we see back on the boat, Captain Carrie's on FaceTime with his girlfriend, and she's actually from Turkey. We love a fellow Middle Eastern. And they've actually been together for three years. And he's even, oh, he's learning Turkish for her. It's just like, I love it. Because I, have, I do have a lot of friends in Jordan who ended up studying in Turkey, or they visit there, or they just learn the language. So it's very, just very similar. You know, Turkish people and Arab people are very, very alike but now we get the crew out they go to the club it starts raining and they're all just dancing together to the music and it's kind of giving the step up movie scene when people try to reenact it or even the moose dance scene in the water so let me see oh let me remove my phone off the table but you know Sonny's oh god this is so embarrassing to watch her Sonny is so love struck with Ben I'm not gonna lie Ben is becoming oh I hate I also hate to admit this guys but Ben is getting so much cuter to me every episode that I'm watching I don't know why last season he was really grading me and this season I am just I feel like I can't get enough of him or I want to see him more which sucks because I feel like when I see him deal with Jared or deal with the deck crew or even with Sonny he bothers me and he annoys me but then uh, I don't know I don't know I think, I think Ben's a cutie. But you know what? They do that on purpose, though. They always have to bring some eye candy on. And I've actually been seeing a lot of people on Reddit are not here for Kyle. They do not think he's attractive, which I personally think Kyle's more attractive than Ben. So what am I not seeing that everyone else is seeing? Do I just have bad taste or something? That's what it feels like. But Kyle is very much into Barbie. I mean, she's the girl he would take home to his mother. Yeah, he's telling Fraser he's not fully a man yet, which means he's not he's not ready to be exclusive with anyone. 
But sorry, Kyle, Barbie does not have her sights set on you. I mean, I thought it was Ben, but then I don't know. I feel like Barbie's not into anyone here. But we see while everyone is dancing and having a great time, Kat is sitting all alone at some table that's kind of closer to the beach area rather than it be closing to the restaurants and the club scene. So I just, I don't know. Was she anxious here? Was she just taking a break? Or does she feel like she's she's not getting along with the crew? I feel like I feel like Kat just feels left out and her personality isn't meshing well with everyone else. But, you know, Jared's, oh my God, Jared is dancing alone at the beach. I kind of, I'm starting to like Jared more every episode. He's a little annoying, but I like this guy. He's cool. I'd be friends with him. They all get in the van. They go back to the yacht. It was a fun time. And then I wasn't sure if Jared was trying to make a move on Barbie here or if he was just hitting on her. I don't know. But he says this, which is, I don't know how to paint, but I like the fact that when I look in your eyes, I find truth. It was so corny, but I mean, Jared gives me lover boy vibe. So I, I'm just going to let this slide. I'm, I'm going to let him be. He could try to make his move. He could do whatever. Barbie seems to be the one who's going to be rejecting everyone on this boat, or she's going to suddenly start to like Ben and it's going to affect her relationship with Sunny. But, you know, they're all back on the boat. They go straight to the hot tub except for Fraser. And Ben and Sunny are already cozied up in the jacuzzi together. But they wonder where Fraser went. And this is when we get the, what is it called? The, what is it called? The cams that they just put. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I feel like my brain is so foggy today. Maybe that's why it took me a while to release today's episode. But, okay, so Fraser says, oh, I was, what a bunch of losers. That's what I heard. But the caption said, what a bunch of lunatics. I feel like I was the one in the wrong, but I don't, I don't know. But I, I don't feel like Fraser would call them losers, especially because I know Fraser, you know, they want him to come back every season. So I don't see him trashing his own crew members. But then we see back in the hot tub, they're all partying and Zandy just falls flat face flat. What am I saying? She just falls flat on her face into the hot tub. And it's kind of really embarrassing. It gives me secondhand embarrassment. And this also is what made me be really attracted to Ben, guys. Ben just goes. He takes care of her. He walks her to her room and he makes sure she's okay. And I don't know. I like that. I really like it when someone just goes out of their way to take care of someone else that's around them. But when he goes, we do see Sunny texting Ben asking if she can have a kiss from him. Personally, I felt like she did this because she might have been worried that he was going off maybe to stay with Zandy or she was worried he was going to go straight to bed after that. So she wanted to make her move before she had lost her chance. I mean, they're both going to regret it. I'm not even going to get there, but he obviously wants it and he does give her the green light. So she goes to her cabin. He meets her there and she's kind of too shy to make the first move. So we see that Ben goes for it. So it's the next morning, and I was so proud of Jared here, guys. He wakes up at 6, I okay, it says 6.25 a.m., but I think he woke up at 6 a.m., and by the time he came out, it was 6.25. He checks the entire boat. He cleans up what needs to be done before Captain Carrie's up. And Barbie loses her voice, or at least she says she does, but I don't feel like anything has changed with, changed with it. But the captain's walking through the boat. He's making sure everything's in order. He's impressed by it. And I'm just confused with the whole cinematography, the editing, the type of visuals they're giving us here with the plain coffee machine letting out espresso shots. I mean, I would just think the cool edits should be kept for the cooking. But that's just my opinion. But, you know, Interior and Duck, they both have their crew meetings before they need to clean up. And Fraser just decides to make things makes things up this time he has cat on housekeeping zandy on service and barbie is the one who's going to be the floater so ben just gets all 
hazy with Sunny, talking about their kiss from last night, telling her that she really wanted one. And she just admits in her confessional that she likes him. Ugh, but Ben is saying that it was just a boatman's, and that's all it's going to be, which is very clear to him. So it's preference sheet meeting time, and when Fraser walks down to the crew mess passing by Kat, he asks her how she's doing, and she gives him with this sad voice of, I'm okay. And it just really pains me to see her be this way, but it's preference sheet meeting time, and the two primary guests are Tara and Steven. Tara was a successful event planner, and Steven is a contractor. So their other guests are Michelle and Robert, who are engaged, and they want to do a vow ceremony, and one couple wants to get married, which is the engaged couple. I mean... Like, what the F? This is not a free wedding spree on Below Deck. We want crew to come here not to get married, but to just, I don't know, have fun, give us entertainment, not to be all lovey-dovey and tell each other, I guess, just a wedding. I'm not here to watch a wedding. I can watch Love is Blind, The Bachelor, Love at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance, if I want to see proposals and marriages, but not this. But night one is going to be surf and turf. Night two is going to be an old Hollywood themed dinner. And then wedding cake to celebrate the couple who is going to be getting married, it seems. But, you know, now we all go and they turn over the boat. It's the next charter, but, or for the next charter. But Fraser calls Kat to meet with him on the sun deck and just to kind of get to know her more because he realized that Kat is more sensitive than the rest of the crew and he just wants to show her that she's heard. So he actually resonated with her to be able to help her or he resonated with her because when he first started on work working on yachts he said that it could be very tough and so he wants her to be able to help maneuver her way through this tumultuous job and I'm assuming also, maybe doing it on camera is making it a little bit more difficult for Kat. So we learn more about Kat here. This is her background. And she was in foster care because her father passed away when she was nine. And her mother passed very suddenly when she was 13 in her sleep. So her and her brother were thrown into the system and they were actually separated. So the family she was living with does not speak. She doesn't speak to them anymore because they were in a cult religion which I don't know if it was Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, but you know, she wasn't allowed to talk to her brother because he wasn't religious and they were in the Orange County area from 13 to 18. So she felt like she was a prop to them, that they only adopted her to show everyone in this cult that there are these, these great people. I don't know. It makes me feel like the family she was adopted by were maybe the leaders in the cult. I don't know. But, you know, they just wanted her to forget her past life. So when she turned 18, she chose her brother and her herself. So it just allowed her to be more independent. And, ugh, guys, this made me feel really horrible for what I said the last two episodes about Kat maybe coming from a privileged background and not knowing how to work because maybe she got everything she wanted. But being raised in a cult, even though you're privileged, I don't feel like... It doesn't count. It's to me, you're, you really aren't privileged and you don't have this great life if you're raised in a cult because it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I just feel so much guilt here and, you know, but moving on now, I feel like this is kind of the beginning of Sunny's crazy side because we see Ben simply just doing his job, minding his business. And then Sunny goes while they're, it seems like they're cleaning off the small boat that's in the back or the water toys. And she goes, are you good? And he looks at her. He goes, yeah, why? 
I mean, oh, Sonny, if you're doing this after just a kiss, what are you going to do if you guys take it all the way? This is it's just not a good sign. I don't know. It worries me. But, you know, day one of charter, before the guests arrive, provisions have come and they bring it, bring it into the kitchen. And Kat is just cleaning all the cabins. She goes and she says, perfect, when she completes everything. But then we see Zandy going over the rooms and she's redoing everything that Kat has done. I mean, Kat, how do you miss simple things? Like cleaning is such an easy thing to do. And it's, I hate even saying this because I feel pathetic. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's, I didn't think it was that difficult to fold laundry, do the beds, fluff up the pillows, switch out towels and switch out the soap and clean the mirrors. What's so hard about that? Is it just me? So then this makes Fraser go around and check everything. And this makes him switch everything around again. He puts Kat on being a floater. Zandy back on housekeeping. And he puts Barbie on service. So it's kind of sucks for Kat. I feel like he's going to keep Kat as a floater until he can trust Kat to do things on her own and not be shadowed by Zandy. So, you know, Fraser goes in to tell us about his first job on a boat. And... He was a crew mess too, which means he was a crew member to the crew, the bottom of the barrel. On the first day, he said the chief engineer found out that he was gay and he was pretty homophobic towards him. So when Fraser was doing dishes, this engineer poured the boiling hot tea on Fraser's hand. I mean, what the hell? That's completely horrific. I don't know if I could have even come back to yachting after that, considering I would then assume it's just going to get worse from here. So good on Fraser for pushing himself and I guess sticking to it. But, you know, a few minutes before the guests arrive, Fraser just nicely tells Barbie to put extra, to be extra sensitive with Kat on this trip. And this makes Barbie turn or flip just a full 180 with Fraser. She starts having an attitude with him. She switches up, like she switches around and she just starts, you know, making an excuse that she doesn't have a filter and, She just isn't seeing the big picture here. She's thinking that maybe if she reacts this way, it'll make Fraser not talk to her in a rude way. But in fact, it's just going to get her fired. I don't know. But the guests arrive and they seem like not the typical guests who ride yachts. I don't know. They seem like such nice people though, but I don't know. I don't know. Not my cup of tea, but... Captain Carey's just having a meeting with the deck team. He wants to be reassured that they're all going to know what they're doing so that... You know, when he talks to them on the walkie, they respond accordingly and they're able to inform him on the things going on on the starboard side because that's the angle he is not able to see when he's leaving the dock. So one of the guests does tell Barbie, excuse me, I feel like I am messing up my words today. I don't know what's going on. I am, I'm honestly, I'm giving up on this episode. I'm just, I'm losing it. I seriously apologize. But he wants her, they want her to make a margarita. So let's see how long this takes. The boat starts moving. They leave the dock. It's, you know, they do it very great, safely, smoothly. We're good. So the guests are sitting on the sun deck and she's wondering where her margarita is because it's been 10 minutes so far. And I don't think it takes 10 minutes to make a drink. So Fraser goes to check on Barbie to let her know they need the consistency and he needs this drink right now. But Barbie tries to one-up Fraser by telling him that she needs to add orange juice to it to make it better. And he tells her to forget the orange juice. Just do it how I told you to. 
And I don't know what it is, but I feel like this makes Barbie want to prove Fraser wrong. So she starts pulling up this book, which I don't know if she's the one who wrote down these drinks or if it's her own bar book or if she pulled it out of the bar. She tries to show Fraser that orange is written in there. But I mean, she's wasting time at this point. So it ends up taking her 30 minutes just to make the drink. And it makes Barbie's attitude get even worse with Fraser. So then when Fraser tells her through the walkie to change her clothes... She gets even more pissy and I'm really confused here. I feel like there was a miscommunication or maybe it's just him telling her to be nicer to Kat really triggered her and pushed her to now want to not respect her, her boss. I don't know. I don't get what switched with Barbie here. I mean, one notice from my boss is not going to switch my attitude around. I don't know. It's weird. But we see Anthony prepping food for the crew, but he doesn't seem to have enough chicken because he's only frying six chickens on there. I don't know. This was already the beginning of a failed crew meal. So Fraser asks Kat to help Zandy finish the table, and we realize Kat doesn't even know how to do the cutlery. She couldn't even figure out how many plates there are. I mean, girl, the amount of plates is the amount of guests on the boat. She just keeps getting distracted and messing things up, and it's really starting to annoy Zandy at this point. Zandy says that she just hasn't found a crystal for patience, but she admits that Xanax is working for the meantime. So then we have Fraser nicely ask Barbie again to just have the wine chilled so that they're not warm once the guests come out for dinner. And she just straight up walks past Fraser. She ignores him, doesn't even give him a response, doesn't look at him. So, excuse me. Oh, my nose is clogged. So he just, he goes after her and he tells her to not give him an attitude. And she just tells Fraser that he's been jabbing at her and he's not bringing her up, which is what a boss should be doing while also feeling underappreciated. Like, okay, Barbie, I completely understand your frustration here. But even if your point is right, you cannot go about your feelings in this matter. He is your boss. He can let you go at the smallest thing, especially on a yacht. You cannot take your anger out on work. And your tasks like it does. That's the thing that I feel like a lot of people who are usually in the right when conflicts arise, but the way they execute their communication style and the way they go about their anger is what diminishes everything about their argument and they lose at the end of the day. So you kind of have to go about it smart. Oh, I was saying they were getting ready for dinner service, but they were getting ready for lunch. I'm sorry. So lunch is served on the deck or for the guests. And we also see the deck crew have their lunch break, eating up the food that Anthony's prepped for them. But keep in mind, interior has not been fed yet, except for Zandy. So we then see that the guests tell Fraser they love the food, but they wanted him to tell the chef that they hated it to mess with him, which I really didn't like that. Why would you want to do that and cause the chef to be frantic and maybe even mess up your dinner service after that? I don't know. But Ben just doesn't think that Jared... Being on top of things will last. And it kind of feels like he wants him to fail just so he can become bosun. And I don't know, because I know that Ben knows if he's bosun, it gives him a higher chance to come back next season. So that's just how I view it. But Captain comes in to eat and there's no chicken left. Like there wasn't even food left for at least the captain. And he just knows that this is going to be something he's going to talk about with the cap. So the guests are out. They're kayaking, playing with the water toys with Ben. And we see Barbie come to eat. And there also isn't food left for her. So when she's in the cabin, just, you know, sitting on her phone, Sunny lets her know that she kissed Ben. And I would have thought Barbie would maybe be a little jealous or annoyed or pissed off. But she was actually pretty happy for Sunny. So maybe this is something that happens later on. Or maybe she really does never end up having a showmance with anyone. 
But we do see Fraser and Barbie, they're setting up and he tells her that or they're setting up for dinner service. But he tells her that he really didn't mean to put her down. So Barbie just tells him that she feels or she doesn't feel appreciated. And Fraser lets her know that it's her paranoia getting in the way and letting her think that any small remark he gives her, she thinks that it's him not appreciating her work. And that's really not what it is. And then she kind of just starts going on and making excuses to Fraser. And this is when he's like, "Uh uh-uh, no. What I'm not going to accept is your attitude. And that's what you need to work on. I understand why, but no, we're not, we're not going to go there. So, you know, she, she kind of still is making more excuses and trying to victimize herself in this, but he tells her that she's being a bitch to him. And this kind of makes Barbie tell Fraser, tell Fraser that she's going to work on her attitude. And she also, for some reason, lets him know that she's unhappy, which I feel like if you guys cleared the air, don't add something else to it. I don't know. I just wouldn't have said that if I were her. It's whatever her thing. So it's dinner service and the captain goes to Anthony to let him know that he needs to double down on the food because a lot of people could not eat. So Fraser just lets the, or he brings the guests now it's dinner time and it's a theme. Fraser lets us know with some car park tailgating football theme, which I really didn't get the gist of that, but you know what? I love this man. I'm going to let him wing it. And The first course comes out, which is a deconstructed French onion soup with a side of greens. And we see Zandy and Kat chit-chatting while they're turning over the cabins. And we learn that Zandy wants to find herself a Viking. I mean, do those even exist anymore? A hairy, long-bearded man. Maybe in Scotland. Gotta go all the way to Europe. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like most of the crew or most of the people who work on boats live in Europe or Australia. Or Florida, so I feel like she could easily find one. But the final course comes out, and it's a filet mignon with lop and lobster, medium rare with potato gratin, fried or frilled onion, and zucchini. It looks flawless. But then they take a bite, and uh, some of them don't seem too happy with it. It's a little too chewy. And Anthony says that it's the quality that wasn't so great. So my question here is if you're going to be on a yacht, why did they not order the highest quality fish? Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Because I remember when I watched Down Under, they always make sure to always get the best caviar, the best fish, steaks, everything. Like I just feel like they always get top-notch everything. So I'm surprised here they didn't, unless it was on purpose. But back to the cabins, we do see Zandy finding some new things that Kat is messing up with. And it's even starting to irritate her at this point. And... I don't know. I mean, they're just silly mistakes that I feel like they've already told her multiple times to fix and Kat just isn't getting it. So we see Captain tell Anthony again to get more food out because the food was only enough for the deck team and they don't need fancy meals. He can make them just simple sandwiches and they will be fine with it as long as they're fueled for the day to work. So, you know, we see Barbie and Kyle talk and he's only a year younger than her to which she kind of calls him a baby and she makes him feel like he's out of her league in a way or she's out of his league and I don't know at this point this is Barbie's way of telling him you are not my type so it's the next morning and we see Sunny on the jet skis without her life jacket to which Jared nicely lets her know to her face that she needs to not do that again she needs to put a life jacket on for safety reasons but there goes Ben trying to steal Jared's job by making it out to seem he's incompetent by speaking through the walkie and letting like Sunny know that she needs to have a life jacket on. I mean, 
You're not even lead deckhand, Ben. Just back off. Just, what are you doing? This just really bothers both Sunny and Jared, but mostly Sunny, because to her, she sees it as Ben doing it for, like, how do I say this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to go with that there, but I feel like it's because she likes him. So anything now that Ben does, she's about to be taking personally. And this is exactly why he should have rather maybe hooked up with an interior crew person rather than someone who's working with him. And if my gut feeling is right about him turning into a bosun, then he really shouldn't have made any moves when it comes to Sunny because Anything he tells her at this point, whether it's her having to fix something or clean something up correctly or put her life jacket on, she's about to be very much offended, take it out on him, make the entire deck team feel very awkward. I don't know. This is just, this isn't going to end well, guys. But Fraser just goes to the bridge at this point and he goes to meet with the captain to voice his concerns about Barbie being harsh with Kat and then about her attitude change with him once he tried to tell her to switch up how she talks to her crew members. So, you know, it ends with a to-be-continued. They make it seem like they're going to fire Barbie. Obviously, they're not. It's too soon. But us knowing that Barbie has a warning from now just shows that Barbie's not going to last here. So I feel like Barbie and Jared are the ones who are going to end up getting fired. I actually hope Jared stays. But we'll see what happens. And it ends with a to-be-continued. So, I mean, we all know no one's getting fired. But yeah, this one was more of a filler episode. So hopefully next episode next episode was going to be better. But even though it was filler, I am still something about this cast. I'm very much enjoying. I love how the season's going. And I hope you guys are too. So don't forget to rate, follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And follow us on Instagram as well at Let's Face Reality with Bravo. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And I'm really sorry for my nasally voice today if it was a little too much. But we are signing off. And- Love ya. A rich man's world.